This episode, like every episode of Elseworlds Exchange, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join in the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or by following Comic Pop Returns also on YouTube. That's right, there's two channels now. All right, let's get this show on the road. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Jewel. So look, normally this show is live on Fridays. I have shit to do tomorrow. <laughs> so I might be getting my vax this week, so exactly. I may be out of it in the next couple days. Which makes total sense. So when, rather than pre-record a show, there's already a show pre-recorded, and it's dropping on Comic Pop Returns tomorrow. Maybe even today. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, we recorded an episode. We had it live here on Comic Pop Prime. Uh, but as you probably are aware, we have a supplemental channel called Comic Pop Returns. It is a fleet. It is part of the beginnings of a fleet of Comic Pop channels. I, I don't expect there to be more, but here we are. Uh, but the plan is that's where Off the Rack and Elseworlds Exchange, our live podcasts are going to live from now on. In fact, this week on Monday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 p.m., uh, we will be launching the first ever Off the Rack live on that channel. Nice. So that's going to be the litmus test. Uh, in, ad- in addition to that, Elseworlds Exchange. I was really on the fence. I, I had it ready to go. I was going to launch simultaneously live on there, live on here. I was like, nah, I want to tell everybody one more time. Mm. We're going live on that channel next week. So this may be the last episode of Elseworlds Exchange on Comic Pop Prime for the foreseeable future. Until YouTube gets its shit together. Yeah. And hey, listen, like if YouTube doesn't get its shit together, but Comic Pop Returns is uh, as much of a, you know, not juggernaut as Comic Mm. Pop Prime is, it'll work out for everybody. Like everybody gets something they want, you know? Hell, maybe bat bat issues will come back on the main channel, hey. and we'll be able to produce more shows. I mean, that's the that's the hope. So, anyway, uh, we're talking about it's an idea I came up with a while ago, where it was just like, what if we did the Angela treatment mm. with certain indie characters? Because here's the thing: Marvel bought Angela from Neil Gaiman. Sure did, and then. They tried. I think they I think did. it's fair to say they tried. Multiple times. Yes. And it just didn't work. No, the character just didn't have the cachet or the fan following they hoped. I mean, I I know I was only ever really interested in Angela so much as it is kind of like a middle finger to McFarlane and everything like, hey, hey, guess what, asshole? Look what we did. Yeah. You quit us? Well, we own one of your characters. And it really disrupts your shit. Yep. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did not. I'm sure he did not like it. <laughs> they, they wrote new shit for her story. They made heaven and the angels a whole other place on the uh, world. The realm. Tree. Yeah, yep. a whole other realm. She's actually Loki and Thor's like half sister. Yep. Doesn't so matter. Yeah, nobody so cares. She'll, she'll sometimes show up for Asgard events. But beyond that, no one cares. Nope. She was queen of hell for a minute. She That's had a, right. an incredible Secret Wars tie-in series. Uh, that was sixteen oh two Witch Hunter Angela. Yeah, great book. Outside of that, meh. Yeah, a lot of meh. But it makes me wonder: Could you still do it? Is it is it that some independent characters deserve belong can only exist in their own universe, mm. or is it just is it just the luck of the draw? Because you can't say Marvel didn't try. 
Absolutely. And I mean, if we look at the history of comics, there's a lot of instances where characters that we now feel are part of the great tapestry of their universes didn't start there. Captain Marvel Shazam, that was a whole other company. The Watchmen-centric characters question Black and everything. They didn't start at DC. They got absorbed in. Yeah, Blue Beetle was pushed by editorial after they made the acquirement of uh, Charlton characters to the point where now he is an intrinsic member of the DC universe, both iterations, mm -hmm. and they're making a, a, a Blue Beetle movie. Yeah. C couldn't imagine the universe without him now. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Although when you see him in the beginning, like when you watch his humble origins in the DC universe, you're like, what is the deal with this guy? Like, what is the deal yeah. with these characters? Why did you start pushing these random characters? Oh, you bought them. Why? Uh, <laughs> Marvel doesn't do it nearly as much. I'm trying to think because, you know, they got like Ultra Force and I think they have the men in black because they own Malibu. Right. But yeah. they've never tried to incorporate any of that and bring it all together. They're like, no, no, no. We're we're good with Spider-Man. We have a billion X-Men. We're OK. Right. We're not going to start using Ultra Force. We're not going to introduce Prime or Ghoul or Prototype. No, we don't care about that. And certain questionable characters in the real world would get royalties if we use them so <laughs> we'll just wait that. we'll just wait until he dies uh, <laughs> like uh likewise with dc all of jim lee's wildcats they tried to that grifter gets a push every so often yep. every five years or so they push grifter in a big bad way uh i feel like wildstorm was one of those things where you know they acquired wildstorm it's i think with with both angela and wildstorm neither company knew what they were buying oh for sure you know dc i think to a to a greater extent you know dc was like we're buying jim lee and we're keeping Wildstorm. yeah it's, we it's don't give bonus. a shit about it's that gravy. <laughs> right like we're not going to start publishing oversized editions of team seven or uh, <laughs> wildcats or gen 13 we'll, we'll try and make team seven a thing we'll put deathstroke and amanda waller on it which will upset everyone New yeah. fans won't like it, and old fans of Team 7 won't like it. Yeah. Death Blow should technically be in the oh. DC universe. Man, you know the last time we saw Death Blow in the Convergence Aquaman tie-in, <laughs> Death Blow was the villain in that, and I'm like, what? oh, you guys care so much about Death Blow, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You can't make Death Blow the villain. He's not the villain. Ah. Anyway, and that story, he, that that's the worst convergence tie. And there's a lot of bad convergence <laughs> stories. That was the worst one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even read it. And we were covering convergence. I know it was a crazy time it was the Wild West. Yeah. By the way, if you do want to help sponsor today's episode, you can do so by using Super Chats. We'll read it here on the show. Like uh, the new Ethan says, hey, Sal and Joel, longtime watcher, first time supporter. That's I've never seen your name before. Thank you for your support. You are uh, love you guys content and keep being awesome. What's your favorite Fantastic Four run? Uh, I guess I gotta say, burn. That's a pretty good one. I love the Councilor Reed stuff. That was probably the last time I was really, really into it. What was also the one? I think it was a super short-lived Marvel Knights one that no one remembers. When like the Fantastic Four lost all their money, and mm. so they had to get day jobs. And I'm like, this is fun and interesting. And then there was a story where they went like camping in the New Jersey Pine Barrens. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like a Straczynski run to me. Yeah, it's the most unfantastic four Fantastic Four run ever. They were really throwing anything at the wall and see what would stick. Yeah, I will say uh, I also liked. Well, I didn't like it. Grant Morrison did a run. It was like a limited Marvel Knights run called mm. called one, two, three, four. I think oh. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, 
weird. You can't do one, two, three, four, five without me thinking the Sesame Street thing. I yes. just watched that Street Gang documentary this yeah. week, so all those songs are burned into my head now. Twelve. <laughs> so we're pitching some ideas. We're just gonna say like, what would it take, and would it work? Mm -hmm. You know, who would bother? Like, here's an independent character that I think could be integrated into either universe pretty seamlessly because we've seen crossovers that suggest that that would work fine. Right. The Ninja Turtles. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have seen a lot. They are mutants. They have their basis in Miller Daredevil. So they've already thematically yeah. be connected to that universe. You could bring them in very easily and be like, yeah, same goo that gotten Matt's eyes made the turtles. Yep. Right. Exactly. Well, now, and that's the funny thing is in the original Mirage comic, clearly Matt is in that book. Yep. But I don't think the turtles fit into Marvel nearly as much as I think they fit better in DC really do explain i just i i feel like first of all having the mutant in the title doesn't work because no means something different in the marvel universe <laughs> there's, there's one company that has staked a claim to the word mutant pretty hard and if you you introduce the ninja turtles into the marvel universe and you have to address the mutant thing and if you do you know there could be a there could be a desire to make the mutants and then what is it oh they were people before that you've ruined the ninja turtles uh yeah are, are they mutates are they technically more like deadpool in that regard what's like you were a person but we messed with your genes and activated your mutant thing do, do, do the turtles get to go to krakoa then do they live in the sewers well, under krakoa I, th I think that's a horrible idea i just don't like that idea i don't want the, the the turtles to have been people i want them to have been turtles who became people mm. but that kind of that kind of lines in with the old the 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 urban legend of them wanting to make wolverine an actual wolverine right. whose mutation was a person so there is a precedent at least at, at, at the editorial level of mute of, of animals possessing mutations well you see the high evolutionary got involved and they were oh actually animan or unman or whatever the hell their thing is see that would be the way to do it and i hate the high evolutionary and i think that sucks i just i feel like it overly complicates the the turtle's origin whereas sure in dc does. a rocket could land from a distant planet a person could get caught in a nuclear explosion a woman could come from a faraway island of sexy ladies like there there are any number of ways everyone gets their own origin but they still work under the same umbrella it's true like that that little uh kid who drops the canister of chill uh, of, of of turtles could happen on any old street could happen in gotham but it happened in new york right exactly but the, which, so yeah which that would be interesting too because the turtles are so like you know inseparable from new york and everything mm -hmm. but in dc everyone has their own fictional city so now a real city gets mentioned and brought up more and that and then someone is the guardian of new york in the dc universe finally yeah. and i i don't know i was just uh tiffany was playing a video game on twitch.tv slash comic pop where she made pizzas and it got me thinking about you know when i was promoting it i was like pizza time <laughs> and it reminded me of that moment in the batman ninja turtles animated movie where batman's at the end is like you can't go anywhere because it's pizza time <laughs> and that made me think of the beautiful james tyne and the fourth trilogy yeah and how there's this element in that crossover where batman you know he has no patience for anybody superman no. wonder woman spider-man anybody like anybody in any universe he's spawn he's like no 
<laughs> the turtles they're mutant monster animals and he's yeah. like these guys are all right <laughs> immediately <laughs> like he 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 has a little bit of a veneer in the beginning it is immediately cracked like with little to any effort and i think it has to do with batman's predilection for children and i don't mean to say that like a creep i mean like batman has a soft spot for impressionable young he's kids. always adopting outcast down on their luck kids and what are the turtles if not eternally yeah. outcast down on their luck kids it's just four green robins Basically, for him he's yeah. like look at you guys and it's like you guys are robins and i didn't have to do any work i love you, you guys you already come color coder i trained as a ninja too yeah no like batman and splinter would have a lot of kinship and they do batman and the turtles of course he has like the soft spot for them and each of them, like each of them, also represents an element of Batman's personality. Yeah, because Batman does machines. He's rude. He's like the only one that he isn't is Michelangelo. And the the four of them bring out the Michelangelo in him. Not a party like, guy, but he could be. But he could be, and he is when no one's watching. You know, <laughs> and I I, I I think I posited at one point that like. He he does that because when he's in the turtles universe, he's like, no one's gonna know. No one's gonna know that I that I cut loose here. <laughs> this this isn't canon. No one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I want that to be canon. Batman, who's like, this isn't canon. It's fine. Like no, Clark's not gonna know about this. He's not gonna know I rode a skateboard. You know, like it. But for some reason, Batman loves these turtles, and I'm like, I I really want to see more of that in like a kind of like where they're the outsiders for Batman. Right. Like Batman's like, if I'm gonna pinch, I'm gonna call the turtles first. First, first, every time when uh, when the turtles do cross over to the DC universe, do they keep all their original villains? Does that yeah, become a thing, or absolutely. do they, or do they start sharing DC ones? Because hey, if Killer Croc fought the turtles, that might actually give him something more interesting to do. Hell, Killer Croc now his mutation came from the ooze. <sighs> yeah, no, Krangs. They uh, they experimented on uh, or or whatever the hell they're called. I don't remember, but like they experiment on Kryptonians uh shredder trained with rachel ghoul you know like there's any number of elements you could just change up and play with and it's and it doesn't really mess with anything because the turtles are kind of like a i mean there are star trek ninja turtles action figures and they're 30 there years are. old you could put turtles in anything so and as it's proved it works yeah and it worked and it works every time so i i think the turtles are one of those independent characters even though like they're a they're a I don't know, commercial juggernaut. Uh, they still happen. work. Yeah, but they still, I, I think DC would be smart if they were ever to try to acquire them. I'm glad they haven't. DC is not in a position to acquire anybody right now. No. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I and, think and that from really what cool. I understand, creatively, the Turtles got a good thing. They got a good thing. Right don't now. mess with it. Don't mess with it. But if you were ever going to reboot, I, I I could think of a no better place for them than the DC universe. I could see it being like a button style event where it's like the turtles are coming. We found this pizza in the sewer. What does it mean? Batman? Yeah. See, that's the problem is that like, I, I love the turtles and I appreciate them. But every time we do the turtles in this channel, it is like, no one is interested. Like no one cares. And the turtles has a very strong vocal audience. But I think that, Angela-ing up the turtles at DC would be a mistake. Like, you don't hype it up. You just do it. Do it. Like, you don't, like, you don't waste time with, like, masks and, like, you know, Green Arrow finds a sigh in Star City. Like, no. The, the foot soldiers are invading, you know, uh, wherever. No. 
Again, you you could totally see them doing that. Where it's like, no, we got to build up to this. This has got to be an event. We got to have Technodrome 2022, right? Where it comes through, and the turtles have to join forces with all the different heroes to push them back. But wait, but don't the heroes regularly defeat Kang and the Shredder on there? Shut up. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, you don't need. They don't need help. (laughs) They defeat all their villains themselves. But uh, but in the DC universe, you would have to nerf the turtles a little bit. So. Uh, DJ Destroyer says, I feel like Valiant should pick up some popular image books into their universe. That'll bring a push to them quite well. That's an interesting theory. Uh, I don't see Valiant. I mean, here's the thing. If Valiant could acquire characters, they would have when they had, like, when they were made of cash. Mm. Like, you'll notice that they'd never got Solar Man of the Atom or Turok. Turok, yes, which were theirs, and they couldn't get them back, which is such a heartbreaker. Couldn't get them back, and from Dynamite. So, like, I feel like this current iteration of Valiant, not only that, but, like, they also have a pretty expansive universe right now. They don't need, they don't need independent characters. What they do need to do is cross over with characters, Mm. because if Valiant wants to get the word out, and they want to expand their brand, there's nothing wrong with crossovers, that's, crossover that, goes that's a long just, way. That's free money on the table. I, I can, I think I can talk about this. I with the previous administration, we had a, we had a, we we had an unofficial meeting. One of those things where it's like you know, it's like a lunch kind mm. of thing where we're out at a fun thing, but an we're also all luncheon. Yes, an unforgettable luncheon. <laughs> uh, we all had steamed hams, but uh, uh, you know, we I was like, listen, listen, like you guys want to do your rebrand, and this is back with the original, like the 2012. Mm. And they're like, you know, what do you what are you thinking? And I'm like, you gotta do crossovers. And I'm like, the first thing you do is Predator versus the Valiant Universe. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, the only Valiant book anybody can remember is Predator versus Magnus the Robot Fighter. And he, and he was like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he immediately like my, the person I was I was talking to was like immediately like reticent to the idea. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to do crossovers. And I'm like, I'm not saying Batman here. I'm saying Predator. And you, and you Predator versus the Valiant Universe, and you pick like three characters, Ninjak, Bloodshot, Exo versus Predator, just to show off how cool your characters are because Predator has his own audience and he can die. You can Absolutely. All your characters can look cool and, and, and win. This uh, was also before Marvel acquired the Predator license and everything, so we couldn't even do that now because Predator is spoken for. And now it's over. It's 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 heartbreaking that Predator can never cross over with anybody. Yep, and, they got the keys to that kingdom. Yeah, oh, that's a good point, Greg. He says, uh, you, you know, you could you could just call them Ninja Turtles and drop the mutant thing. That's true. That's true. But you 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 you'd be missing a piece of your soul <laughs> in your heart of hearts. You would know. It's true. Uh, Danvy nine hundred. This is a bit of a cheat, but put Linda Danvers back where she belongs in the DC universe. Uh, she was Lynn in IDW's Fallen Angel, but give her something. We we talk about this frequently that you know when that Supergirl run was done, the writers like, fine, fuck you, I'm taking it and going to my indie book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there is there was always room for that character. Yeah. Even if I didn't read a single book. <laughs> Likewise, I know they had a fan base and it was beloved. And the fact that I even know that little piece of trivia speaks to the fact of how, you know, engrossing this was at one time. Absolutely. Lewis Cox of TMNT was in Marvel. They'd be in humans instead of mutants. Oh. Turtles got hit with the Terrigen Mists. Mm. Or what, if that, what about this? The, the ooze is, is, is a byproduct. Like outside of Adelan. 
there's like a pipe. It's toxic runoff. It's toxic Terrigen runoff. By God. Now you've got your Marvel. Pi- okay. But I still like my DC pitch more. Anyway, uh, let's pitch one. So what do you, what, what independent character do you think would work in the big two or could work depending on what they do with it? All right. So here's an easy layup for Marvel. And I didn't get time to research this. So they could have crossed over, but I didn't know which blade from top oh. cow sexy ladies with metal weapon arms and i'm like weapon x marvel it's easy weapon x <laughs> versus witchblade yes oh okay w- uh, witchblade the 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 whatever i don't know dick about witchblade by the way i i watched the witchblade anime oh. which i'm sure is nothing like the actual comic but the fact That's that funny. they got an anime because my wife watched the live action tnt tv series of witchblade which i'm sure is nothing like the con- the comic book <laughs> shit can we tag tiff in on this one i think she's the best expert she on this one no because she'd be like i don't know it's a terrible show and <laughs> you know but uh, uh you know there's a there's a thing it looks like a skin condition it's made of metal it yeah. takes off her clothes and makes her sexy i don't know like i honestly you just say like it's it's it, it's a it's like it's weapon y or, ah, weapon, or weapon, weapon w weapon w where it's like it's the it's a prototype it's like adamantium wasn't stable yet and so it grafted this. onto a scientist who was working at the program or something yeah. that's where she gets you know and, and it and it wouldn't come off and it became alive i don't know whatever or something like that or, or like something some, like that or, or some crazy scientist is like oh i took some stuff from the witchblade and adamantium and mixed them to D- dr cornelius we'll get dr cornelius yes. back and i mixed them together to create a new line of super weapons and only you know wolverine Sabretooth, lady death strike and the cast of witchblade need to come together to stop this crazy new bullshit i've invented i love the idea you could call it weapon witchblade like mm. you know weapon w and then yeah it's like- itch blade i don't know that's <laughs> our, our like, titles are see the problem with this is that it's like 20 years too late if we yeah. did this in 1996 it'd be fucking awesome well, let me tell you something my friend they did marvel had an event with top cow where all the top cow characters crossed over with marvel characters because mephisto was mephisto saw the top cow universe is like i could probably take that one <laughs> and so like silver surfer and Witchblade team up and a number of other characters uh uh ballistic and wolverine team up it's, it's or ghost rider it's ghost rider and ballistic horrible All your favorite top cow character <laughs> yes name more than two and <laughs> i'll give you a coke like forget it but uh yeah no but you know what witchblade has like there's a good silhouette there <laughs> and Agreed. and i like the idea like of this thing i don't know it's a cool like if they made a witchblade gauntlet uh, prop replica mm. i'd probably buy it uh, apparently they're adapting it again apparently like people are still after the witchblade rights because again we're at this magical time in comic right, where book- anything can be a movie yeah, in this comic book adaptation where the fucking boys is a hit jupiter's legacy is a hit invincible is a hit we've exhausted all the other stuff everything else from dc and marvel is getting a show or a movie what else do you got sweet tooth will take whatever man yes yeah no that's true <laughs> look sweet pe- tooth is a testament for that yes People, people are ready for Witchblade. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we did an episode where, we, where I, I think I pitched the Bad Girl Cinematic Universe. Oh, you did? Yeah. Still on the table. It's pretty solid, actually. Hey, hey, Hollywood, ring us up. We got lots of great ideas. Got lots of great ideas. Uh, Pressy Eddie 40. I feel like Spawn would be a good foil for Daredevil. Mm. Two men tied to devils fighting crime. One more extreme. See what Frank thinks. 
Hmm. I could see Spawn being a Marvel character. Yeah, there's a lot of Marvelness in there. Of course, then you have him and Ghost Rider be like, no, I'm the superhero from hell. No, I'm the superhero from hell. Fuck you. Oh, uh, you know, Spawns are phase two of the Ghost Rider program. Or Ghost Riders from a different level. Yeah, different devil, different layer of hell, different bullshit. I think, isn't there a thing recent in a recent event where Mephisto took a symbiote with him to hell during King in Black? I might have missed that. But that sounds about right and also sounds very spawny, doesn't it? Right? Like, maybe, uh, you know, King in Black, Mephisto takes one of the dragons and then creates the spawn program out of oh, that. Oh, shit. Uh, spawn is born. You know, it's to deal with the de same shit. It's just that he's spawned as a supernatural punisher in the Marvel Universe in New York. It gets even better, too, because Mephisto's like, look, so you see, the problem with the Ghost Rider is that I give them too much power and agency. If I make a suit with a ticking clock yes, on it, yes, then they can't come back and fuck me over. I'm guaranteed a return on my investment. That's man, that's actually really fucking clever. That's really solid. Actually, Mephisto is the guy. And then, of course, you work in Malboja later to be like, yeah, Mephisto. Yeah, I, I studied under Malboja. He was yeah. my demonic mentor and everything. Then I locked him away. But mm. now he's coming back. Because I was going to say just Malboja and Mephisto sound too similar. He just is also Malboja. Mephisto has had many different looks over the years. You know, I went with a more gross version this time. You know, there's a version of him with like dreads and big boobs. Like he that's that's pretty solid, too, because, yeah, the devil has many names. I've yeah. been Lucifer Morningstar. I am Samael the Fallen One. I'm I am Malbolgia. I'm all these. Oh, and then Violator gets to exist in the universe and fight other heroes. Yes. too. <laughs> yes. You could finally get Venom versus Mabel or versus Violator. Uh. That's pretty. And then, of course, you get all the other ones too, like Psy, Psygor, Psygor, and, and uh, Overkill. You get them too. They're fun, I guess. Yeah, lucky us. Yeah, Overkill was a rejected Shield cyborg program. He was part of the Deathlock program. I was gonna say that you get Overkill <laughs> versus Deathlock, and that's a backup story, right? Oh, there. Yeah, definitely way backup. Ooh, no, <laughs> no. Here's the thing: it's all to get you to Daredevil versus Redeemer. <gasps> Daredevil becomes a Redeemer because he's all into Jesus. See, look at all these options we got. That, see, that's the problem. You get Ant, and then Angela. We haven't even talked about the fact that, like, oh, now Angela can be a spawn hunter. Hell, again, Odin is like, or heaven, or whatever the hell her realm is. It's like heaven, but spelt weird. Yeah, these spawns are these spawns are a problem. All the, the all of our angels are gonna have to kill spawns now. That's so. That's right. Now she can do something, and it makes sense. Like Angela, these these spawns, they're a real problem, man. You gotta you gotta get back out there. You gotta get the band back together, you gotta, Angela. You gotta get those big spawn earrings. Uh, oh, and then she starts deputizing other people to hunt spawns. Hey, Danny Moonstar, you're not doing anything right now. You want to <laughs> hunt some spawns, right? Echo, when you're not a a phoenix anymore, you want to be a spawn hunter. Yes. <laughs> be awesome. That's it. Angela and the Spawn Hunters. That's your team book right there. Yeah. Hell, I feel like McFarlane is such a shrewd, intelligent businessman. I feel like that's his retirement strategy. Mm, you just want him? You can have him. Well, oh, you can have him for a price. <laughs> give, me, give me all the money. I want to yeah. retire on a tropical island. Yeah, exactly. With a golden turlet. Give me that money. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I, I, and I think they'll pay him for it. Papa Disney's like, okay. That's a good R-rated property. We can we can start spinning those out. 
and that'll be like our like like back in the day when we made Miramax and it was like or bought Miramax and we were like that's where our R-rated properties will go. And because no one's done anything with Spawn cinematically in like the last couple of decades, <laughs> it's a good clean brand. That's true. That's true. And they'll make it because right now they're not uh because Todd wants to direct. Yes, which is why it's never going to happen. Which is why they're never going to do that. Cuz he's uh, never directed anything before. <laughs> nope. Nope, they're not just going to hand somebody the keys. Uh, Scarlet Hottie says, I can't think of an established character to bring into the big two, but I've always bitten me that there may not be, there, there's not many Italian-American superheroes mm. in Marvel. Let my people wear tights. It's interesting, always, isn't it? So many Italian creators, yet so few Italian heroes. Yeah, because they want to be, like, accepted. I know, I'm, I am Italian, and I grew up, like, you know, in a very white, not Italian area, and, uh, yeah, Sal's don't get to be Batman. The biggest one I can think of is a retcon, Francis Castiglione, the Punisher Frank Castle, who goes around killing more Italians yeah. than anyone else. So he's just the biggest self-hating Italian. Yeah, no, it, it's Frank and it's Huntress, Helena Bertinelli. That's true. And she wasn't for a while, too. And then she kind of came back again. They don't know what's going on with Huntress yeah. and they don't care. But even then, Huntress was uh, was in the mob. But I do. I did like Huntress being an Italian-American. That's in yeah. That's one of the only other ones I can think of. A every other Italian character, man, Freddie, Maroni, Silvermane, which isn't yeah. Italian, but still, they're all they're all bad guys. They're all bad guys. Uh, man, wow, they are all bad. Man, we got to fix that at some point. We should do that. <laughs> I'll I'll be happy to wait. Uh, my turn. <laughs> are, there, are there any Italian <clears throat> mutants? You figured there's like mutants from every country in the world, yeah, right? in every place. Uh, I don't recall. I don't think so. Uh, Amazing Zero, G.I. Joe for Marvel, Transformers for DC. Mm. I mean, we're getting into major IPs here. Tur Turtles have never been connected to anything else besides themselves, but I do. G.I. Joe, yeah. Marvel, they're an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D. Transformers, just... they Transformers have been in the Marvel Universe before. <laughs> they have been, yeah. Uh, they still kind of are because Death's Head yeah. is a Transformers character, but also a Marvel character, but due to weird contractual shenanigans, they get to keep him. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. No one at Transformers, no one at IW wants him. Hell, Marvel barely wants him. I mean, shit, the thing with G.I. Joe, you get G.I. Joe at DC, or at Marvel, and then you get Larry Hama back to write it. Oh, yeah. Because he's still writing. Yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, Algie Try, long live comic pop. Hell yeah. Thank you very much, hey. Algie. Appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, I loved your pick. You had Savage Dragon on this list. Yeah, so Savage Dragon is basically just a Hulk character, yes? Yeah, it's just Smart Hulk. That's just It's just 90s Peter David Hulk. So to have that character actually just be like, yo, I live in the Marvel Universe now. I'm a cop over here. And oh yeah, I'm going to get to fight Hulk eventually at some point too because obviously that's the match people want to see. Hell, Savage Dragon for the Savage Avengers. Yes. He's the new leader of the Savage Avengers and he picks a new Savage team. Right? Honestly, like Savage Dragon at the core... The idea of like a guy who doesn't know his past, who lives, who protects one city and he becomes a cop. Like, I liked that idea. And Chicago is premise. Chicago is also like vacant of heroes at Marvel anyway. Yeah. Uh, you can also introduce all of the like the freaks of the of the Savage Dragon universe, you know, because there's already like Eternals and, and humans and mutants mm -hmm. and like all kinds of. Yeah, why all, not have some freaks? 
Yeah, get some freaks in there. Are they good. mutants? Hell, make them mutants. Moving on. Good, like, good jobber villains too for other superheroes too. Like the champions can beat on some freaks and it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then you get Overlord, which you know would be great when Overlord eventually has to meet Doctor Doom, and Doctor Doom's like, "You hobbit my whole shit, asshole." Yeah, that sucks. Um, ultimately, I I don't care enough about Savage Dragon to like have a have any skin in the game, but I also yet, was like, it's like it's like, so, it's like I, I, that's where I'm at too. But also, like some people must really love Savage Dragon because Savage Dragon has maintained. Yeah, it's still coming out. So many other things have not same creator, like yeah. same shit all this time. Like, like that's got to be some kind of record for like the <laughs> longest going it creator is. on a series. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's just I mean, for that alone, right? Right. I mean, and but again. Selling him got to be part of Eric Larson's retirement strategy. Yeah, again, that's give me a golden turlet and uh, my own private island and you can yeah. have my baby. Because like at this point, Larson and him are basically inseparable. I couldn't imagine one without the other. No, but I could also like I have seen like here's the thing. Uh, my recollection of Savage Dragon is 90s Eric Larson art. Same. Having seen recent Eric Larson art. I, I kind of want to see what other people have to do with Savage mm. Dragon. Like, I want to get back to that. So, I don't know. I I, I think that um, also he could work in either universe. True. Because, again, there's just something uh, which I, I guess speaks to the endearing nature of the character. There's something just universal about the Savage Dragon. You can plop mm. him at any universe at any point in time and it works because it's so simple. Like you said, a guy doesn't know where he's from, you know, decides to protect the city that adopts them, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Exactly. Also, too, I I don't know how political, uh, what is it, Larson has gotten, but a superhero who is also a cop, I figured there's a lot there to oh, cover. Oh, Larson got super political, like around, like, certainly more more high profile during the Obama administration, but he, like, yeah, he got super political. <laughs> like, didn't Savage Dragon leave America yeah. during the Trump administration and move to Canada? Yeah, that's why he was at Fan Expo, actually, because he had moved to Canada. That's, that's right. right. That's right. He actually did it. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I can see, I see, I can see Dragon moving over there. Uh, place, yeah, yeah. NB Yellow Paladin. I always like the theory that the boy that drops the turtles was Matt Murdock. It's mm. not even a theory, man. <clears throat> that that happened. Like if you look at the book, that's. <laughs> I mean, but yes, I like it too. But also, like I don't like it because there's, like Daredevil wouldn't hang out with the turtle. Like I don't know. There's it's. I don't see much of a crossover between the two of them outside Amazing. of like, the the obvious. I mean, Daredevil's too busy brooding and having sex with ladies. He can't hang out with the turtles. Oh, the Krampus style. Oh, for real. Kojo Pumpkin, bring the Harbinger crew and the Psyots to Marvel would be cool. Mm. Yeah, but then again, Marvel would never keep the Psyots. Like, Marvel already has Ultra Force and the, all, that, all that stuff. And they're like, nah, we're not going to do that. Like, not only are we not going to use it, but, like, everything's a mutant. Another super-powered group to keep track of? Now we're okay. Exactly. But I do hear what you're saying. Uh, Girk Pectus... This is cheating, but I want to see Constantine meet Harry Dresden, a character <laughs> from novels and some indie comic books, help him fight his vampire war. I mean, Dresden is like one of the original paranormal detectives in a trench coat with a bad attitude, right? So the fact that those two have never teamed up under any circumstance yeah. seems like, you know, we're all poorer for it. True. Mr. Roboto, all Valiant needs is Vin and Bloodshot 4 now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Now Vin if wasn't enough. Apparently, also the friggin' pandemic happened yeah. right now, which is a shit. That Bloodshot movie is fine. It's a perfectly good actioner. It's Universal Soldier. Here's the thing. What if Vin Diesel, the actor, joined the Valiant <laughs> universe, and now he's just running around there, huh? There we go. 
Yeah, he could team up with Savage, and they could get their they could, they, could, they could share an agent. Hey, who's got the comic rights to Fast and the Furious? That's a pretty popular thing. What, what if Valiant got the rights to that? Now we're making Fast and the Furious comics. Dom and the whole crew exist here in Valiant now because it's <laughs> as fucking crazy as anything else. That's true. That's true. Don't talk too loud or Dynamite will hear you. And by the way, hey, what was that? We heard you can't take it back now. You're on yeah. our mailing list. <laughs> take me off. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kruger, Shadow Man versus Ragman, and Judge Dredd versus Captain America. <laughs> Judge Dredd in the Marvel Universe is hilarious, but he's named his uh, U.S. agent. Uh, Shadow Man and Ragman, I'd love to see that. That would be pretty cool and interesting. Uh, 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 apropos of Judge Dredd, let me pitch you an even more weird or obscure character who I think would actually fit better in the Marvel Universe. Martial Law. Who remembers Martial Law, everybody? That's familiar. It's Judge Dredd, but what if it was even more like an in-your-face parody? Like, what if it was funny and less uh, like a deconstruction of, like, weird fascist things? I, I was at a con many years ago, and I met a very nice fellow. He, he wasn't even going to the con. He was just walking the street and saw my badge and kicked up a conversation. And apparently his favorite comic character is Martial Law. <laughs> so for that guy alone, hey, man, I remember you. Let's get something happening with martial law. Basically, what if Judge Dredd was Deadpool? Right. Well, apparently, martial law had been published by DC up until at least the 2000s, like no the mid 2000s. Shit. Well, there you go. So time yeah. to bring it back. 2021, back the law. year of martial law. Oh, th th there's your like insert page of their law is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, that would be fun to bait and switch them, make them think Judge Dredd's coming and it's actually martial law. That would be really be pissed. Fucking hilarious. And it's written by Bendis. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> Here's all my Judge Dredd pitches that I couldn't do, but they're letting me write them for martial law. Yeah. <laughs> Call me LJ. Valiant could easily fit within the Marvel Project Rising Sun is just an offshoot of Weapon X, Ninjak Formation of Shield. It's easy. Yeah, it is easy, but like. But there's something kind of like fun about them being in their own space. I mean, those characters are all very unique to themselves. And, you know, like, obviously, people drew parallels between Iron Man and Exo Man of War to the point where they made a friggin video game off of it. I was like, going to say that was mine. It's like, so Exo Man of War fits super easily because he's just a guy in a suit. Yeah, but the suit's an alien and it's like, like a then, symbiote. It's like a symbiote. He's more like a space knight. I don't know. I, more I like a space knight, which they also own. which they also can't use. Uh, but like. Well, they, they can't use ROM. They can use Space Knights. But they can like, use the, all the other ones you don't. We can have Space Knight swords. We can have Venom become a Space Knight, but we just cannot have ROM. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could see them twisting the Valiant Pantheon into something, but ultimately, I feel like Marvel would just leave them alone. Like, Marvel yeah. would just screw it up. We have too many things. Well, I mean, similarly to DC's relationship to Milestone, we tried yeah. to integrate it and it didn't really work. Worked much better on TV and in the cartoons and people love these characters that we own the rights to, but we don't really own the rights to and it gets into a bunch of legal battles. Now we're getting Milestone again, but you're getting them in your own little side universe over here. And if it does as good as we think it does, we'll probably eventually fold it in because we've already set up a back door to fold it all in. This is true. This is true. Uh, I, I think that the way to integrate Milestone into the DC universe is to do it carefully and with people who are passionate about those characters and not just because they want to. It no. seems to be that's the route they're taking with it. It's like, look, let us get some <clears throat> of the original Stuarts back. Let us set up a good groundwork. 
before yep. we eventually just end up crossing over kind of get kind of ultimate comicsing it in that regard where it's like look we trust you to do good work here and we know the audience is here for it so take it from there so again maybe valiant same deal if marvel was ever to get a hold of it, or it's like look we respect you as a company and we're going to respect you over here and if you yeah. get very popular then we will take a la carte things from you totally totally uh mr roboto how about an astounding wolfman collab with batman hey. i i don't have any interest in in kirkman's other stuff uh like you, wolfman you, you you say that i put tech jacket on this list because it's like look it's iron man meets the last starfighter is what right. it is and if you don't think that after Invincible hit big and Walking Dead made people fucking fortunes, that they're not looking for everything he's ever done, being yeah. like, "All right, Golden Goose Man, what do you have next?" Well, it's <laughs> called it's called Battle Pope, and I think you're yes. gonna like it very much. Oh my god, they'll never make Battle Pope. Oh, you but you know they're having discussions, but it's like, but can we though? What if for the right budget though? You know, The Boys was quite subversive in its own way. Perhaps twenty, you know, twenty twenty five yeah. will be the year of Battle Pope. Perhaps that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Dennis Bell, if I remember correctly, Witchblade was technically a crossover with, between the darkness and its enemy, enemy, the Angelus. That's right. Also, hey, the darkness is an Italian guy. There you go. There we go. The darkness. Uh, Tevia, the darkness, a, a, a.k.a. Jackie. Can he work with Marvel or DC? He's sure. basically a spawn. Already, yeah. So there you go. Just yeah. here's another ancient evil Lovecraftian thing that's dark and gooey, kind of like a symbiote. Yeah, that's that's like saying, can Dark Child work in these universes? Like, who cares? <laughs> can we get Fathom in here? Uh, Speed Vescu, the characters of the and the world of Usagi Ojimbo as high evolutionary secret experiment. Joel had uh, Usagi on there. I did because come on, Usagi Ojimbo, one of the most strangely endearing creations, is Eisner Award winning. So it's got like like none of these other shit we talked about has a freaking Eisner Award no. behind it. So right <laughs> there. It's already kind of a made man because that has already crossed over with Turtles. Again, yep. I actually think Usagi Ojimbo makes a lot of sense in the DC universe because like the whole Pet Avengers, Crypto the Superdog and everything where it's like, yeah, there's just a rabbit samurai running around. Exactly. I think Usagi works in the Marvel Universe or Ooh. anywhere for that matter. Usagi Ojimbo meets Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew. There we go. Captain Carrot's like, whoa, this guy's intense. This guy's pretty fucking cool, though. I must admit. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Psycho Red, S to the P, to the A, to the WNY, Leguizamo's song is stuck in your head now. You're welcome. It's referencing the Spawn movie. Of course. It's, it's a, you know. What a what an underrated performer, John Leguizamo. <laughs> you know, that guy really ate the maggots in that scene where he ate the maggot pizza. He really Seriously. Did. Yep, yep. Wow. Uh, Jace Jensen, Invincible and Nightwing are cousins now. So you have a book <laughs> called The Flying Graysons. That's the real problem with trying to work uh, Mark Grayson anywhere is that there's already a pretty popular character named Grayson out there already. Yes. But I think like you, because you have Invincible on here as well. Invincible works in either universe and we've and at least a point. Right. And and we've seen Invincible in the Marvel Universe already with Marvel Team Up, uh, which Kirkman wrote. He was writing Marvel Team Up and he invented Invincible at the time. So Invincible went like during one of the arcs when he like goes through dimensions, he goes to the Marvel Universe and there's like he teams up with Spider-Man and meets the new Avengers and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've also seen we've also seen minor team ups between Invincible and the other image characters. They like show up in the background of funerals and shit. Exactly. Or like a big when there's a big war, uh, you'll see like Savage Dragon show up, which I wonder, will they adapt that for the show? Will they nope. like pay people off? Yeah, I don't think they, they can't even put science dog in the show. No. Yeah, that's right. That's called seance dog because science dog is a thing. It's a real thing. So they're like, no. Um, no, you won't see anyone. You'll see just more and more made up characters. 
I, I uh, yeah, I think Invincible works in either universe, like you said, and uh, you know. He's a Superman analog. Uh, it'd be interesting to see Superman and his reaction to Invincible if he were in that universe. Uh, it'd be great to see the Viltrumites, and it's like, oh my god, like this is like all kinds of different alien races. Um, yeah, yeah, it would be something there where it's like, yeah, you know, the Kryptonians and the Viltrumites warred back in the day, and they decided to cut the universe in half and be like, look, you stick to your side of the universe, we'll stick to ours. Yep. And they're and they're only just now here, and it's like, oh, all the Kryptonians are dead and have been for like. 40 odd years oh cool. we're taking it then yeah then this is ours now truce over yeah so, so superman has to go then be like no i am the last son of krypton and so long as i am alive the treaty must stand oh <laughs> okay then okay yeah you, all you, right you, go but kill him when he's yeah not exactly exactly um plus the Vin invincible universe all this all, all the fun characters and aliens that are in there they all work seamlessly with either place mm. most notably dc i think Lobo um, versus Alan the alien. Alan the alien becomes a guardian of the galaxy. Yep. Any of those work. Any of those work. Invincible is, uh, you know, he's he is birthed from the big two. Yeah. Like, that's the whole idea. He is a commentary on comic books. And that's nothing. If Invincible ends up joining either of the universe, does that mean, like, the deconstruction becomes even more pointed about that universe? Or do we yeah. just have to stop doing that now? I think you do. I think you have to keep it going because otherwise, what's the point? Like, otherwise, you're just telling stories about another, like, super. Otherwise, you're just using Mon L or some other character. True. It's like, no, you gotta have him be subversive. It has to be like, he's gotta be an animal man of the DC universe with higher profile. Man, it would be so great. Like, the next big DC event, Invincible gets a tie and he's like, man, I feel like my life just got hijacked out of nowhere. Like, I was doing something and now I'm somewhere completely else. Man, I tell you. Yeah. No, I could see that. He'd be like a Deadpool, but less zany. Yeah, like a more deadpan Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, King's Portkle, been listening to you guys for years. I love when Sal calls bull crap on comics. <laughs> Joel's very intelligent. The Aww. crew helped me through the death of my mother. Well, I'm sorry to hear about oh, your shit, passing, man. but thank you for so much for being here, man. Yeah, that um, means the world to us. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, let's see where I it just re it reset the chat. So I got to I got to scroll back up. Oh, God. Here we go. Um, Psycho Red Ultraman is this close to being in the Prime Marvel Universe. Ultraman <laughs> versus Galactus would be neat. I have no interest in Ultraman. We already uh, got Hyperion, man. Exactly. Uh, Lewis Cox, Power Rangers, either Marvel or DC would be fun. Yep. That's a, that's a fun writing exercise, too, because it's like, look, there needs to be another group of evil space aliens yep. who routinely try and take over Earth, but only really this one city, Angel Grove, California. Yep. We've seen them kind of interact with the DC universe, and I honestly just got to tell you, despite Tom Taylor, kind of sucks. It it wasn't as what I wanted to be either. I love they make Zach the main character of that. That was interesting. Yep, he rarely ever gets that love and appreciation. Also, True. too, in a DC universe, because it's a team, not a singular hero. There's something to be done yeah. about that, and also the Power Rangers have already crossed over with the Ninja Turtles, so they know they exist. Mm. And you got the Zords and the whole mythology surrounding like Zordon and all that stuff. Yeah, there's the, the, the morphing grid as it exists alongside like the Speed Force. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to play with there. That that means Eltar exists in the universe. Was was Eltar part of the Shi'ar Empire? There we go. Yeah, why not? I think that would work. Plus, then you get like different characters becoming 
Power Rangers. See, actually, this works even better, too, because Marvel is all about chariots of the god theory and magic is just science we don't understand. Rita, Zed, and like uh, all those other guys. They're, yeah, they're just space wizards. Yeah. Because all magic is space magic in this right. universe. <laughs> yes. So yeah. that actually makes a lot of sense where in DC it's like, no, arcane, and da, 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 da. it actually does make more <clears throat> sense. Here, here's, a, here's a theory. Uh, there used to be a town... Or there used th these guys used to be here. Like, let's say twenty five years ago, they used to be Power Rangers and and stuff. It, we just the century up the Power Rangers, but what you they could do it. create an original team and go that was the team in this yeah. universe. You just didn't know about them. The, you didn't know about them, and the the Power Rangers basically like they you 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 structure the story where like in the nineties this was a thing, right? And the and through the story, the Power Rangers are like, we can't beat them. It got too big and too problematic. So we will voluntarily trap all of ourselves into a pocket dimension. Thanks, mm. Dr. Strange. Yay, there you go. And we will just fight the same fight in the same town over, over and over and, and over, over again. again. And and is and we will vol like we know we're in the pocket universe. Like we Man. know we're we're in a we're in a cyclical, never-ending universe, but they don't. And as long as they don't, we will keep fighting, and we'll just fight the same fight over and over again. And then, like something happens, like Wolverine goes back in time, like Age of Ultron cracks oh, of the universe, and they escape, and they're like, "It's over." Like they're like, "Damn you!" Like the sacrifice was for nothing. And then they're Man. like, "Oh, and we're 20, 30 years later, and we're still teenagers with attitude." You are speaking my language there. I <laughs> totally had a pitch. They would never let me do this. I was going to do like a whole. <laughs> friggin watchmanized version of power oh. rangers where it's like no see that the, they are trapped in like a groundhog day loop of fighting monsters of the week over and over again until one of them figures it out becomes the ozymandias goes ha! crazy and be like no i must break the wheel that we are all on yes Even that's the green ranger ending the world yeah see i thought it'd be fun to make the blue ranger because he's the smart one. So oh he's yeah the one who figures it out and it's tragic too if he's the one who figures it out because everyone yeah. likes billy right exactly that'd be cool uh, Lawrence Perry with a super sticker. Thank you so much. I love these stickers, even though I can't show it here right now. Um, Deb M. Always love seeing old pulp hero crossovers. Batman and Shadow was a lot of fun. Mm. Batman fought Snake Eyes in that Fortnite comic. Surprisingly fun. There's no surprise about that. Of course, it's fun as a ninja. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so much you could do with ninjas. Uh, Dan S. Valifax from God Country could work well with Wonder Woman or Thor. Mm -hmm. I agree. They could wield that sword. Um, we're going to see more of Valifax as we go. Um what was it? Uh, J. Joseph Fraser says, can we get a God of War Wonder Woman Conan crossover? <laughs> Why the hell not? You're Listen, if you aren't reading Wonder Woman right now, you are doing yourself a disservice. You must be reading Wonder Woman right now. If you love I God of War, you got to read Wonder Woman. So Because that's so, basically her shtick now. She's sliding through all the great warrior yeah, culture. J. What, read Wonder Woman. Uh, but he, she did do a crossover with, with Conan, and it's pretty cool. And Red Sonia. So, I mean, there's definitely precedent for it. Yeah. Kasanga Cherry Clark, uh, I've always thought that some cartoon properties would work well with Comic Universe, like Samurai Jack would be a dope mm. look. Uh, PPG Ben 10 would work wonders at DC. Happy Thursday, you too, man. I mean, Ben 10 is just dial H for hero, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but more successful. Much more successful, man. Can you imagine being like the rights holders to dial H for hero? What do you mean? This is this is the original thing. Yeah. Austin Whitebread, I would kill for an Invincible Spider-Man team-up series. Thanks for the entertainment as I sling pizza dough. Well, Austin, 
holster your dough because I got <laughs> I got news for you. They did it already. It's called Marvel Team Up. It's written by Kirkman. I think it's drawn by Otley. Nice. And they did it. Spider-Man and Invincible Team Up. I, th- I think he wants more like a mini, like a oh, uh, like yes. a like a Superman Spider-Man or something. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't blame you. And, and that'd be a lot of fun. But I think Kirkman exhausted it. You know, he's like, this is Spider-Man would not want to deal with this guy. You, you only get one. Yeah. Uh, Ken Byrne with another super sticker. Thank you very much, Ken. Really appreciate it. Love that sticker. Someone in the chat saying a freakazoid. Yeah, freakazoid. He's kind of like Madman. He's kind of like Deadpool. And he's crossed over with the Teen Titans Go cartoon. So maybe he could fit in that universe. Yeah. Uh, freakazoid should be a DC character. There's no, there's, they, they, I don't understand why they haven't done that yet. Freakazoid meets Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. There's a story for you. Yeah. They, they already created Freakazoid. He was created by Keith Giffen. His name is the Heckler. Ah, there you go. But just do Freakazoid because I hate the Heckler. Uh, Lewis Cox, doesn't Marvel have Men in Black? Do that at Marvel. Yeah, they do. They have Malibu. And again, the fact that they have this thing that has proved to be quite popular, but don't want to touch it, I think speaks volumes about where they're at. If they ever make another good Men in Black movie, maybe they'll think about it. It's weird they haven't. And I guess it's because there's no secret that aliens exist. True. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't work, right? Where it's like, yeah, motherfucker, we know aliens exist. They are our friends. Yeah. A lot of them. To, it'd be fun to treat the men in black like the X-Files in the Marvel Universe, where it's like, we were an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D. We were the top dogs on campus, but the second Galactus showed up, we got mothballed. Yeah, suddenly no one gave a shit about us. You know what it is? It needs to be a Disney Plus show, is what yes. it needs to be. Set in its own universe. It's a Disney Plus show. New J and K. That's their letter, but they're new people with new mm. stories, and that's how you do it. Oh, and then you adapt uh, Agent A, the villain from the other cartoon that everyone loved and should have been the villain to begin with. <laughs> Speed Vescu, one of the supernatural heroes versus 30 Days of Night and mm-hmm. or meet the cast of Hack and Slash. <laughs> I have Hack Slash on my list, sir. Let's hear we, it. What, we think a, what, what do we got? I mean, obviously, Casey Hack and Vlad <laughs> make perfect sense in Marvel. They're regular people who had a horrible tragedy befall them, and now they drive across America in a van fighting monsters. It's just sometimes maybe those monsters are man thing or pre-existing Marvel monsters and not just regular pastiche versions of famous slasher villains. Yes. And I can see Elsa Bloodstone teaming up with these characters very Also easily. that, where Cassie's like, I love you, Elsa Bloodstone. Yeah, I know I'm pretty cool, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Now fuck off. <laughs> Uh, Orange Pancake, if James Tynan could still worked on Just League Dark, he could have worked in Scott Snyder's Witches. Imagine uh, Zatanna and Wonder Woman becoming pledged. Oh, no. That's pretty nuts. Oh, no. That'd be oh, awesome. I'm sure they pitched that at some point. They're like, look, if Lemire can do Black Hammer Justice League, right. why, why can't we do Witches Justice League Dark? That's messed up. <coughs> George J, do you think Judge Dredd could work as a future timeline of either of the big two? Judge Dredd should have been the Marshal of 2099. Mm, yeah. Uh, Mr. Roboto, BRPD crossover with Just League Dark? The B- yeah, Hellboy and the BRPD. Yeah, how have we not thought of that yet? DC. Yeah. I think. Uh, John Carlos, I would love to see an evil Superman archetype in the Marvel Universe, like Irredeemable's uh, Plutonium. Uh, Plutonian. Yeah, his name is... Uh, hyperion right now and yeah. uh, the century before that uh I, I mean is he evil or just corrupted right he is corrupted but like that that seems to be the thing in all these hero reborn books and that's why we have a pov with them where it's like look they're messed up <clears throat> now but there's good people inside them yeah young negro uh do you think jupiter's legacy could fit in the new in the big two i don't think so it's too much of a pastiche it's too much of a commentary on the justice league to exactly exist. exactly and, just, and, yeah. and aaron's doing that now with the squad and so again then you run into repetition where it's like well, we can't have two versions of this yeah yeah 
Jace Jensen, how about a Castlevania Blade crossover having Trevor mm. Belmont and Alucard have helping Blade fight Dracula? I mean, it's a lot of vampires, but like pe- people love vampires. <laughs> it feels like that should have been made before, like a video game tying to one of the things where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And Blade is here, too, as like an unlockable character skin. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Aragno, Howard the Duck and Bone. Mm. Bone doesn't belong anywhere, but where Bone is. Bone is a fan. That's like that's like crossing Lord of the Rings with Star Wars. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Um, he says now until they do it. Uh, John Chung, which Power Rangers team would fit best? I mean, like, mm. I don't know any of them, so I just go with the first one. <laughs> I mean, you do the original one because that's the most well-known, but I would also say because it's Marvel and because you want to help differentiate because they're going to keep doing them on television and you don't want to have to keep changing the comic team to match the TV show team, they cre- will. create originals. Yeah. It's, an, it's the original Marvel Power Ranger team. That's true. Oh, that's a good point. Um Denton Films, I want to see American Vampire in regular DC, but after Death Metal, I think Scott should keep the grounded stuff grounded. <laughs> he, he he technically did because Bloody Mary is on like the Council of Immortals and everything. So like they kind of technically did work yeah. that in at some point. They just didn't do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. And I think like uh the Saint of Killers is re- is referenced and also is referenced sure in is. DC and American Vampire. So it already is. In Jonah Hex, Jonah talks about the freaking Saint of Killers. Does not name him by name, but it's very we know obvious who, it is. who he's talking about. Uh, Mr. Roboto, Dresden, Constantine, and any series doing magic. I think we covered that. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, the Dresden guy, how is he for crossover and shit? Or is he like one of those guys who is like, no, nothing must touch my beautiful work? I feel like it's the latter. <laughs> uh, Al Ali Ziadi says... Uh, out of curiosity, favorite indie comic series. Ooh, man, that's a rough one. I feel like it changes with the win. I mean, I, I I have championed Hack Slash from the very beginning, and the fact that Tim Seeley continues to get work at the big two shows that, hey, I was not alone in that regard. Yep. I guess Bone. Bone is pretty solid. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, anything by Jason Aaron, Scalped, Southern Bastards, sure. anything like crime-centric that's like not capes and tights. Yes. Uh, Russell Simmons, uh, I don't know if Samurai Pizza Cats are considered indie, hey. but it would be cool to see them hang out with Cat Beast from X-Men because cats are cool. <laughs> big big indeed. I mean, Samurai Pizza Cats in any universe, I think, would make a lot of money just on nostalgia alone. I I don't know about those odds. <laughs> uh, Joshua Vaughn, speaking of indies, do you plan on covering crossover or once in future on back issues? Uh, maybe. Pro- we'll never do crossover because I'm not reading it. I don't think it's interesting. Uh, and once in future, don't do well, unfortunately, yeah, and Indies also tank on this channel. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think so. Once in future, maybe, but I, I, I doubt it. Um, but thank you, man. Uh, Squad Squangle Productions. Uh, chance on a back issues on Iridium Black. Zero percent. Uh, Lewis Cox, Buffy the first Vampire Slayer, did shockingly good on my channel. The first issue. Oh, of nice. Iridium Black. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, they sent me a copy. I was like, mm, cool. People, people are saw, horny for it. I saw a thousand videos about it, and I was like, yep, you don't need mine. <laughs> uh, Lewis Cox, Buffy the Vampire Slay and Marvel be cool, but then DC ah. will be fun. Easily. Works in both universes. Either one. I mean, DC doesn't have a resident vampire hunter right now. It's like, oh, you have Blade? Well, look who we have. <laughs> Fucking Buffy. That was brilliant. Works for me. And then Bendis puts her on the friggin' Justice League. Oh, yeah, that's that's a mic drop and a half right there. Hey, uh, I'm Buffy Summers. Now I'm a leaguer. Yep. Be awesome. Uh, Girk Pectus, I already know there was a Hellraiser versus superheroes crossover. That was horrible, but those were obscure heroes. I think it could work with DC. Uh, if you know me, you know that I have zero respect for Hellraiser. 
it feels like everyone's already created their own pinhead. Like Batman who laughs is just a, a centibite in DC. Yeah. Null is just a centibite in Marvel. Like everyone has done their own version at this point to have them show up would be like that freaking John Carter of Mars movie. Where it's <laughs> like you're a you're hundred years too late. Yeah. The movie was pretty dope by the way. I kind of like John Carter, but like yeah. it was also like what? And it's three hours. <laughs> Worst timing for a movie ever. And John Carter, one of those properties, dude, everyone's stolen off your plate for way too long long man you no one knows what that is <laughs> your, your derivative likewise why i think constantine never took off where it's like yeah they have like 20 years worth of supernatural and other supernatural detective series where it's like yeah guy in trench coat with bad attitude who smokes they've they've been eating your lunch and you were eating harry dresden's lunch before that yeah uh koye raider uh so reader says are there any cajun characters outside of gambit that could be implemented into either of the big two uh shadow man maybe i don't know he's not really cajun but like certainly from new orleans i mean rogue rogue but she's not really cajun she's she's just southern she's from georgia ah damn um, it but uh i don't know i mean i'm sure there's a lot of cajun supervisors like i'm the skinner i'm the alligator right. man <laughs> yeah hey leatherhead from uh go. from from ninja turtles uh but thank you for your support man uh tubes the one uh zombie versus john constantine mm. crossover milestone dc great idea that's one of those like they don't have to pay any money no, that one can just happen. <laughs> uh, Jace Jensen, what about Dark Claw and Moonwing meet Batman and Nightwing? <sighs> They're never going to do that. Malcolm's never going to happen. <laughs> it's over. You know why? Because we're seeing JLA versus Avengers right now in uh, Aaron's stupid Avengers Heroes, Heroes Reborn, Reborn book. And we saw Amalgam in Infinity Warps. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is DC versus Marvel, isn't it? Within the pages of Hero Reborn. Yep, they're just, they're just like, they're just telling you we're not going to do it. Like, we're no, we're not going to do it. But if we did, we'd do it like this. Yes. Michael Dancy 2, or, oh, sorry, Bruce. Uh, Michael Dancy the second. How have we not gotten a triple crossover between Lucifer for Constantine and Supernatural? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, come on, CW, can't you make that happen? Don't you own all those things? <laughs> I mean, it kind of did happen because Lucifer showed up in a really strange out-of-left-field cameo in their Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, and they implied that Constantine, Matt Ryan, knew Lucifer, so there you go. That's true. Oh, yes, that was a great moment in a thing I didn't really like or watch. Because you don't uh, watch the CW shows. This is true. Uh, Speed Vesca, one more, Black Panther Phantom. Mm. That'd be a great one. Phantom is a character where you're like, you never get to see that like no done in it with with any like acclaim and I, yeah i mean all those defenders of the earth characters <laughs> mandrake the magician yes yes what about mandrake justice for mandrake everybody no. mandrake <laughs> can can stay uh and uh you you picked one of my characters the max could work yes. in any universe doesn't matter which one he'd probably be more he'd probably be handled better in the dc universe uh he should be he in a perfect world, I mean, like, in a perfect world, we got it. Because we got the Max as an image book. Sam Keith got 100% money. We mm -hmm. got some gorgeous art and a freaking cartoon show that surpasses the, sh the comic book. Indeed. In also, too, technically already crossed over with Batman. So I think it's pretty obvious where it's like, yeah, the Max is just a patient at Arkham. Yeah, absolutely. He just he just lives in the alleys. Yeah. Because he doesn't. I'll... All of his events are mental or very intimate. Yeah. Again, you can totally just be any back alley in Gotham. All those characters can exist there. Yep, it can be any city. Doesn't yeah. really matter. It could, it could be. Uh, it could be Seattle. True enough. His his main villain is just a guy. The other costumed villains look down on. Yeah, he's just an asshole. Like yeah. <laughs> the Mister Gun is just a guy in a cape. Um, 
but the outback could be explored and it has been in batman the max which is a book that exists <laughs> not what you wanted mm, I, I didn't want it at all and <laughs> I, I was like here it is it's one of those things where they're like where like my parents came to me and they were like we here are all the he-man figures we never bought you <laughs> like what did you get me these because we know you were a big fan of he-man i'm like that was that was that was, that was so long ago what are you talking about they're like but we have them now thanks what the hell am i gonna do with these play with them it's no. your own it's your own last unicorn moment why why do you come to me now yeah yeah last unicorn oh. another great property also to the fact that you did such a great max episode it's almost like you wished it into existence like that was your monkey's paw wish like really i could have had anything and you gave me this right yeah yeah it's it out of all the sh out of all the things that like my <laughs> that, that my silly show about comic books could make happen I don't think it was the Max, but like maybe, maybe somebody at DC's like, <laughs> I like the Max too. Let's call up Keith, see if he wants to do it. Oh, Jesus, what a mistake. This took two years or whatever. <laughs> if I could have wished, wished for anything, I would have wished for like world peace yeah. <laughs> or something. Not the Max Batman. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> we got it. Uh, Denton Films, I just got paid, so takes more of my money. Will do. Thanks, Denton. Uh, it blew my mind that Sandman and Lock and Key could cross over. I can't wait to see where it goes. I can't mm. believe they did that. I cannot fathom that. Just nutty. Uh, Tick Noros, I don't know if it could count. Spawn Ghost Rider Hellboy, that's a no-brainer. I mean, all the hell-based dudes. You would have to get a lot of companies to play nicely with each other, but if they did, I think that's like a license to print money, even just from the Hot Topic posters alone that that would generate. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Dakari Garmin. What about the Tick and Hercules team up uh, with Marvel? I mean, what universe the Tick would work in? Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Uh, DC would ruin it. Marvel would just be like, you're, you're, so he's Deadpool? All right. I, I could see that too. Like Deadpool gets like really defensive when the tick is in his universe. Like, Hey man, I've carved out a good living here as the funny, wacky self-referential one, you and your chair faced villains and your little yeah. moss sidekick better get on your bikes and ride. Right. It, but like, but the tick would be great in that situation because the tick unironically doesn't get it. Yes. So the tick would be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Deadpool kills the tick universe. Yeah. Or the tick invades Marvel. Um, I would love that. Are you kidding me? Especially Arthur in a world where he's looking outside his window, the world outside his window, and uh, being inspired to become like a fat moth. I mean, that's that's one of those things. We did the tick. That was one of those things where I was like, maybe, maybe there'll be more tick if I do a tick <laughs> episode. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so uh, any others you want to mention before we wrap up here that are like independent characters that could work in the big two? I mean, we tackled everyone I had, and then some. The chat Sorry. actually had an interesting one. This was from movies. Hey, the Rocketeer. What if the Rocketeer hung out with Captain America in World War II? That feels Weird. like a no-brainer. That's a total no-brainer. I love the idea the Rocketeer was a was a was an invader. Yeah, though right? the, the secret history of the Rocketeer. Why are we only hearing about him now, Steve? Oh well, that's a dark story. Sit <laughs> down and let me tell you over the next five to six issues. Right, exactly. <laughs> How the Rocketeer went missing and how we had to scrub all knowledge of his existence until a new Rocketeer takes up the mantle in 2021. <laughs> and you call it the Rocketeer 2021. Right, yeah. Oh my god. Then you make the Rocketeer like fight Iron Man 2020. Like, I don't know. There's, there's <laughs> stuff there. There's a lot there. And then it's like, look, and then we got that new Disney Plus series, which is just yeah. the Rocketeer. 
Seriously. Well, Joe Johnson made uh, The Rocketeer. So That's right. He directed Captain America. That's so, like, fucking right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Roboto wrapping up with how about a live action Max trilogy? I don't want a live action Max anything. <laughs> it had its time. It's good. It's very, it's very true. It's one of those things where it's like, just because I liked something doesn't mean I need more of it. And the past with, in the past. Yeah. The Max is one of those things. Like the only thing that I really want from the Max is two things. I want a bestiary book mm. and I want uh, and I want like a big print. Like I yeah. want like either a, a painting or a print that's from good. the old run. That's kind of it. Like I don't need new stories about the Max. I don't need to explore the universe any further. I don't need a live action version that looks really weird. The yeah. cartoon is perfection. It's all done. You know how the Max could work? Turn it into a tabletop role-playing game. <laughs> have your own adventures in the Outback with all of these the Max classes and feats. Right, and instead of instead of any like attributes, it's all complications. Yep, it's just all it is. It's it's like the anti-tabletop role-playing game. You know how those are power fantasies? Yeah. These are weakness fantasies. Yeah, these are, yeah, these are insecurity fantasies. It's basically <laughs> just a therapy session in a board game. <laughs> hey, uh, w Wizards of the Coast, uh, Green Roan and Studios, hit me up. And yeah, by, you're welcome. <laughs> and by me, I guess Keith, because I don't own the rights to it. So. No. <laughs> uh, Michael Dancy the second, The Shadow and Darkman. Mm. There you go. No one would buy it, but it would exist. Anyway, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And thank you very much to our Super Chatters who supported today's episode and sponsored it and kept the VPNs out. Uh, we'll see you guys next time with another episode. Of course, don't forget to subscribe to Comic Pop Returns. It is the channel where this show is going to live for the foreseeable future. Uh, if you have not already, if you click the link in the description, you will be taken to the channel so you don't miss any more episodes. Uh, the last episode of Elseworlds is going to be live on that channel probably in the next like one to 12 hours. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but it will be available. And uh, I just put myself in timeout. I'm an idiot. <laughs> timeout. Oh, I, can't, whew, I can't ban myself. Thank God. Anyway, <laughs> that uh, would like, be hilarious, right? Like, damn it. Now I can never get back in, but listen, like <laughs> subscribe to comic pop returns. You will get off the rack and else worlds. And when we get, when we have the right period, I'm going to release a video on the main channel here where we say something like, this is the new channel for that. Go yeah. over there. But we're going to go live on that channel from now on, and we can do super chats and stuff now. So nice. we're all good. So thank you so much for hanging out. Mm -hmm. Thank you for subscribing to Comic Pop Returns. Thank you for staying subscribed yes. to Comic Pop Prime. And uh, if you want more, well, go over there and see some more because there, there is more. Also, and, go uh, check out Capes and Crooks over on my own channel for the video version. It's a brand new Suicide Squad pastiche uh, RPG game I play with uh, Professor Thorgy and Scott from NerdSync. You can yeah. find it there in video form. It's also up on Anchor and Spotify and Pocket Cast and everything. I really, I really went all out for audio versions if you just want to download it and carry it with you. There you go. Uh, and just because, why not? We're live. I just saw, just now, Hocus Pocus 2, Greenlit. And no. everyone, all, all three witches, the Sanderson sisters will all be back to be in no. Hocus Pocus 2, fall of 2022, only on Disney+. Plus. Uh, speaking of things that we don't necessarily need. <laughs> but we're getting. But we're going to get an official Disney-made Hocus Pocus 2. Everything that's old is new again. So you might just get that Max live-action movie after all. Who knows? I mean, listen, there's been three iterations of The Tick on TV. And I know there'll be a fourth. Yeah. Because... Edland won't stop. <laughs> and because we, won't stop. because we love old ideas, we could make something new, but why don't we make something that was proven to be popular in the past? Yes, because we're all just playing roulette. 
with billions of dollars. That that Mitchells and the Machines movie, excellent movie, one of the best movies I saw here. They had to pitch it five times. It only got made when Spider-Verse was such a big, massive, award-winning hit. So they yeah. had a great movie that people loved and knew people were going to love, and the people in charge were like, mm, no. I still haven't even seen the damn thing, and I, and I want to. Like, and I know how good it is. So anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the new channel. And we'll see you later. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>